If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. If you have the same vision as International Horse College, which is to have a world where people safely appreciate, respect and enjoy their horses, and the horses appreciate, respect and enjoy their people, then have a look at their website, internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. Our guest today is Katie Lee Quigley. Katie's an equestrian coach. She's got a love of all things equestrian, digital and design. So as well as coaching and training, she's also branched out into a couple of other equestrian ventures. She's got an online shop and also a marketing agency to help business owners within the horse industry. How are you today, Katie? Hey, Glennis. I'm great. How about yourself? (laughs) Great as well. Now, Katie, we normally start off with a favorite quote. What have you got for us today? Cool. Um, My quote is actually from one of my favorite business moguls, Gary Vaynerchuk, and it's no matter what you do, your job is to tell your story. Yeah, and I think he's pretty good at telling stories too. And I think um, he's established a very large business on a lot of his storytelling, which is great. No, it's awesome. I definitely think no matter what you do, you always have to be true to yourself and follow whatever your heart says. Yeah. It's always yep. just telling the story and whatever means the most. All right. Now, Katie, before we start about you know what you're doing now, tell us a bit about how you started with horses and what your first memories were. Okay. I have loved horses ever since I could even know what a horse was, see what a horse was. My parents actually never let me ride a horse or be near a horse until I was about 12 years old. My dad actually came from a horsey background and he was actually eventing in one of the top eventers back in New Zealand way, way back in the day. I eventually got my first horse, which turned out to be a 30-year-old half-blind patchy (laughs) pony. And she was actually given to me by a neighbor who actually had a breakup with an ex in a riding school. So I actually got my first horse experience with a horse that practically knew nothing about being cared for or loved. So I kind of spent all my teenage years just with this one little horse up the road who wasn't even mine. And I kind of just hung out with her and she kind of taught me the basics of what it was like to really care and love a horse. Mm-hmm. From there on, I got my first ridden horse, which was really exciting for me. His name was Andy. He was a quarter horse. And we did a lot of kind of pony club and learning the ropes. Mainly he taught me how to stick my ass in the saddle and just keep on riding no matter what the circumstances are. From there, he kind of got a bit arthritic due to his kind of younger western days so I retired him and I kind of went on to a bigger thoroughbred which I did a lot of eventing and show jumping and into school um, he's really special and I still have him to this day but he is kind of getting on with age too so it's a bit sad so I have really had kind of a short horse career I could guess I could say mm-hmm. but it's been a really exciting one and I've loved every bit of it okay now when you got your first you know because you always loved horses when was it though that you decided to have a career with horses did you think that you were always going to work with horses and work within the horse industry or was there a pivotal moment that you thought no I am going to work with horses I think I always knew I wanted to work with horses. I actually remember one day I was at my riding school with my mom and my coach, and I think it was like a day after a camp or something, mm. and we, my mom was talking with my coach and stuff kind of about horses obviously being a coach, it's your business. Um, and she was kind of recommending to my mom, she was like, no, make sure horses are a side hobby. Make sure she, you know, goes off and gets like a degree and she does <laughs> something else and keeps horses on the side. 
that kind of hurt my feelings, especially at a young age, but obviously I didn't let it stop me. Mm. Um, I kind of pushed through that and really just listened to what I really love doing, which is being around horses, horse people and helping horse people and everything else that follows. Yeah, yeah. So you're pretty much, um, well, you you know, you're working now within the horse industry. So you, you have, you've followed your passion, followed your dream. Yeah, yeah, I guess I could say. Yeah. So for people who are looking to get into the horse industry, what character traits or core skills would you tell them to do? I think number one, you have to be super passionate about it. I mean, we all know, I guess we've all kind of been a groom in our younger days. I think most of the people I know who started off with their horse companies were a groom. Mm. Um, it takes a lot of hard work, patience, and you kind of have to be smart about it and know exactly what you really want to do. You just have to kind of just keep evolving and don't just stay stable all the time. I think it's one of the best and most rewarding industries to be in. We all are passionate about something that's so kind of niche these days. Mm, mm. And I just love the people and the horses, and I think I could recommend it to anyone. Good, good. Just as long as you work hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about people who've influenced you and helped you in your career? That's such a hard question. I think I've had a multitude of people that kind of helped me throughout the way. I guess the kind of more classic one is that my mom has been really helpful. She kind of hasn't been the most supportive at times, but she has been extremely helpful in helping me with my business and my horses Mm -hmm. and just making sure I was happy and kind of doing what I love. Um, I've had a lot of great coaches and stuff. Another good quote actually I got from one of my coaches was keep kicking. I kind of had a time in my show jumping career where I was a little bit nervous and I kept stopping and he was just like, just keep kicking, keep kicking. And I've kind Mm. of just taken that on. So whenever I do tasks and it kind of feels a bit hard or if I'm riding, I'm like, okay, I just got to keep kicking, not necessarily keep kicking, but you kind of get what I mean by the mental side. Yeah. Keep moving forward. Just keep moving forward. Yep. 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 And sometimes that keep kicking, it's not so much that the horse needs a kicking, it's just that that gets the rider thinking forward. Yeah, I think the rider needs the kicking more than the horse in most mm, cases. Mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about horses? You know, you've talked about your first pony, the blind one, and then you talked about Andy, and then you talked about going on. And Have they been your main three ones, do you think? Who's been the main? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they've been my main kind of three horses. Obviously, I wasn't really raised in much of a horsey family. Unfortunately, I didn't start riding until actually eight years ago. So I didn't really get many opportunities to kind of have a lot of horses. I've Mm. ridden a lot of kind of school horses and I've schooled friends' horses. You know, people have coached horses, um, but those three have really been the most influential horses. And I actually still have two of them to this day. Okay. And and what about your proudest moment then? Has it been, you know, within the horse industry, not necessarily as a rider or competitor because you're doing a fair bit, you know, outside that and still within the horse industry, what do you think your proudest moment's been so far? I've had so many proud moments. I feel like that's such a tough question. <laughs> I think my proudest moment would definitely be launching Equipad. I think it's something I never really guessed I could do and like seeing it grow over the year. And so I think it's just been my most proudest moment when I think back on it, the day that I actually kind of had the idea and acted on it. Mm-hmm. That's definitely probably one of my most proudest moments to this day. And what gave you the idea? Okay, so funny story is I was actually going to start like a fashion line for clothing Mm -hmm. and my partner was like, oh, no, maybe you should do this but for horses. So I kind of switched the whole idea. I was actually still going to do kind of exclusive fashion wear for people. Then I flipped it and I was like, you know what, this is my favorite piece of tech. I'm going to take it and I'm going to roll with it. So we kind of came up with the word equipad. Um, and we just do exclusive saddle pads for the time being, but we are looking at kind of branching out into rider clothing and stuff, which would be really cool considering that's where the idea evolved from. 
Mm-hmm. And just exclusive to riders and to yeah. people riding, competing. You know, I mean, there, there is, we've certainly got a certain style and you can put a tweak on that style. I think that would be, sometimes we get a bit daggy, you know, you need something with a bit of style in it as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think the great thing is as writers, sometimes it can be really easy to get caught up in the writer world and, you know, think you have to follow certain trends and be like other people and wear certain gear. Um, and I think it's really great that we have kind of an exclusive amount of products that people can, you know, know that they when they ride in it, they feel special and individual. Mm-hmm. And it's just that kind of little piece of tech that kind of sets them apart from everyone else because it's so easy to get lost these days. Yeah, yeah. Now, what do you think, you know, in the launching Equipad was your biggest challenge? Oh, manufacturing would have to be the biggest challenge. Um, we obviously manufacture overseas for the time being, and I had no prior business knowledge to starting Equipad, so definitely figuring out manufacturing and the logistics behind a business has definitely been one of my biggest feats. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I've read a million articles, watched a million videos, and I've actually spoken to people who have been successful, not just in the equestrian industry, but similar industries like fashion and all that type of stuff as well. So if anybody who is actually wanting to start a business, definitely look into your manufacturing, especially if it's a product, yep. and reach out to people who's not just in the industry, but people who might have similar ways with that business. Yeah, and as you said, looking outside your industry to see what works outside the industry and maybe transferring those those skills or that tactic or that something across to the horse world and to the horse industry. Yeah, and that's how the horse industry keeps evolving because mm. we keep having these people who kind of go out and they see all these amazing technologies and then they bring it to us and they kind of relate it to the horse and the rider, which is really cool. So it's definitely a great way to evolve mm-hmm. looking at big companies and talking to people and a great way of figuring things out as well. Because you've sort of evolved that, evolved Equipad now to, you know, to have another business where you've got a marketing agency to help business owners within the horse industry. Yes. So it's actually been really, really exciting. It's something I actually never knew I was actually passionate about or I guess even good at until it's something that I started doing, Mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy. So (laughs) from Equipad, I've kind of developed a really large following and I've actually been helping other businesses mainly within like the pets and horse industry to evolve that business, gain followers, you know, how to connect, how to use our social media channels to the best extent, Mm -hmm. um, building websites and all that type of stuff as well, which has been so rewarding. Mm -hmm. Oh, hang on a sec. Let me interrupt to let people know about the horse industry qualifications at onlinehorsecollege.com. If you have a look at the flexible options, there's online theory and the practical components can be completed by video or with a qualified expert in your area. That website again is onlinehorsecollege.com. Okay, thanks. So what do you think then if you think about, you know, because horse people do this because they like the lifestyle, they like being with horses, they, you know, there's lots of good reasons to have a horse business that may not necessarily be sound business reasons to have a horse business. What do you think the biggest mistake is that horse business owners make and how could you fix that mistake? I think the mistake would have to be that they don't look into the market enough. I think there's a lot of businesses trying to do the same thing and trying to kind of replicate what other businesses are doing and they're never really thinking how can I stand out and how can I bring, you know, how can I bring more value to my customers rather than just selling a product. Mm-hmm. It's something that's really overlooked, not just in the equestrian industry, but the industry of like e-commerce and products and business as a whole. Mm-hmm. I think definitely finding what you're good at 
and what value you can bring to your customers and what differentiates you from other businesses is a really big thing that people overlook. Yes, I think that differentiation. Yep, yep. Yeah. So that every horse business is not the same. You know, there's a few different general models, you know, like if there's a riding school and you're the only riding school in the area, that's great, you know, because people will travel yeah. to you and it's sort of like you're collecting all the same business. But then when another riding school sets up, it sets up the same. It's, you yeah. know, and it's not, it's got to be a bit different. It's something you see really often as well. Mm. Like when that happens, when it starts getting more saturated in the area and stuff. Yep. And then it's really sad to see a business not succeed like they used to. Yes. Like when you see riding schools close and stuff, it's really, really sad to see. Mm. Um, but mm. it's definitely about figuring out what your strengths are and how you can kind of act upon those. I think another big thing as well is they, um, utilizing social media more to a better extent mm-hmm. and definitely posting more and reaching out more. Okay. Which is something that some people overlook. But I noticed in the past couple of years, it's actually been getting a lot better mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in terms of the horse industry and social media, which is really great. Do you think it's just some people getting better at the horse industry and social media or do you think that everyone is? I think it's kind of like 50-50. I think like in the horse industry, there's kind of a really big age difference between how many people are kind of older and have businesses and then Mm. the younger people who are kind of coming through with horse businesses which you can kind of see the gaps in when you look at like say an older horse business who aren't taking on the tactics of say like 2018 Mm. so it's definitely easy to differentiate these and I think people know because a lot of the market is younger these days with horse people Mm -hmm. and it really shows through their business if they're actually succeeding and what they're trying to do or not yep yep Katie, what are you looking forward to now? What did your future hold? You know, think of think forward this time in twelve months. Where do you see yourself? And um, you know, what are you looking forward to in the next twelve months? I'm definitely looking forward to developing my um, marketing agency. I think we definitely have a chance of being one of the biggest equestrian marketing agencies, at least within Australia or internationally. And with Equipad, I'm really, really, really looking forward to getting out a few collections of saddle pads and kind of developing our range. We actually have some really great technical attributes that have never been seen on a saddle pad before, which will be coming out hopefully in March. Mm -hmm. So definitely developing my products and making sure that everything is the best it can be. And also just developing things that all my fellow equestrians are really going to enjoy and love. Um, So that's just my biggest goal for the next 12 months. All right. We will look forward to um, talking to you about that as that product evolves and the benefits and everything for horse people, horse owners, horses. Yep. No, definitely. Now, Katie, how can people contact you? Awesome. Um, You can either contact me via email. Mm-hmm. So it's katie at myequipad.com. That's M-Y-E-Q-U-I-P-A-D.com. And it's just Katie, K-A-T-I-E. Um, or you can contact me via phone. So it's 043 It's a pretty easy one to remember. Or alternatively, you can contact me on Facebook if you just look up Equipad or Equiminimal. Um, and you'll be able to find me on any one of those channels. All right, good. And now just before we go, have you got a message to our listeners? You could summarise your philosophy with horses or just a general message to our listeners. Yeah, I think no matter what it may be, if, if you love it as much as what you think you love it, you have to go for it and you have to work as hard as you can, whether it's a riding goal, whether it's a business goal, no matter what it is, I know that you can achieve it if you just put in the hard work and the effort and you tell yourself that you can actually do it. It's all about your mindset and your actions. And Katie, I didn't ask you about a book. I wanted to have a favourite oh, book that you'd book. recommend people. Yes, please. 
Okay, so I'm kind of all about the mindset, and I think everything starts from your mind and your body. Mm-hmm. And I really love Tony Robbins' Awaken the Giant Within. I think it's a really, really good book, not just for business people, but for writers, everyday people. If you have a day job, no matter what it may be, young or old, I think it's a really good book just to have a read through. I think there's an ebook on Audible as well, which is a lot easier than reading a long book. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely recommend it as a good read. Okay, that's wonderful. All right, and thank you for the message. Thank you for the details. And we look forward to, um, you know, you expanding and catching up with you again with your life in everything equestrian, digital and design. So thanks very much for talking to us today and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you so much. I'm really excited. I hope you have a great day. You too. Bye. Thank you. Bye. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government-accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below. 